Welcome back to Mishnayomi. We are concluding, finishing Masechta's Chala today, and then beginning Mishnayos Arla. Our Mishnah ends off discussing various gifts that were rejected by the Kohanim. Benantinonis Ha'ola Bechoros Mibavel. Benantinonis would bring the firstborn Bechar, the firstborn animal, to Israel to give to the Mizbeach. Now, he brought it from Bavel, from Chutzlarts, and because it was from Chutzlarts, they would not accept it. They would only accept a Bechar from the land of Israel itself. Yosef the Kohen would bring his Bikurim from wine and oil. They wouldn't accept that from him either because they only accepted the fruits, the produce in their raw form, not in their produced form, i.e. their juice and the oil. Once we're on the topic of Yosef the Kohen, we're going to add on that he would bring his children and the members of his household to Yerushalayim on Pesach Sheni in order to bring the Pesach Sheni carbon. In the event that there was a year, it seemed, he was unable to bring the carbon Pesach on Tesvav Banisan. So the following month on Tesvav B'Iyar, he brought his children, or Yodalad, he brought his children, excuse me, Yudalad to Yerushalayim in order to bring the Pesach Sheni. And what happened? Vechziru, they turned them away. They said, you cannot bring it. Why? Because they did not want to establish precedent that one has to bring their children to the carbon pe- to bring a carbon Pesach in the event the children missed out in the opportunity on the 14th of Nisan. Meaning to say as follows. Children are allowed to partake in the carbon Pesach. They're allowed to be part of the Chaburah that t- partakes in the carbon Pesach. And what is the re- and the reason why they normally are part of the chaburah is because children either way need to go to Yerushalayim as part of being or the regal of going up to the base of Migdash, going to Yerushalayim three times a year. Well, once they are there, so now you can include them in your chaburah and your group for the carbon pesach. However, if in the event someone does not is not able to bring the carbon pesach on the fourteenth of Nisan. So they have to come back a month later. There's no obligation to bring their children a month later because the obligation for Arla Regal doesn't apply then. And therefore, when this Yosef Akoin, when he brings his children up to Yushalayim to bring the Pesach Sheni, although it's allowed, people would say, oh wait, oh, wait if the Holy Yosef Akoin is doing it, it must be not just allowed, but obligated. It must be obligatory to bring one's children up even for Pesach Sheni. And therefore, in order not to set that precedent, they turned him away, said, you cannot come. Uh, another case where something happened, and this case, however, the sages chose to accept it, and that was Ariston would bring Bikurim from the city of Apamaya, which is a city in Surya. Surya is located outside of the biblical lands of Israel, but it was accepted. For complicated reasons, they said one who purchases land in the land of Surya, it's as if they purchased the land in the very outskirts of Yerushalayim, i.e. the Chacham decree, the Chazal decree, the sages enacted that the land of Surya has the laws of Israel in regards to Bikurim Hadrin Allah Mesech Chala. We have completed this tractate. Let's move on to the next tractate. Mesechus Arla says the Pazik in Vayikra. The Chisavo El Aretz, when one enters the land. Unatatem kol eitzmach of Arla's Echem Arla, so as prior shlosh shanim yelechem arelim lo yach. When a person enters the land, i.e., the land of Israel, and you shall plant any food tree, and you shall treat that tree, that tree as, uh, as closed, it's Arla, it's fruit for three years. 
um, should be closed to you and should not be eaten. And the fourth year will become neta revai, something we've talked about a lot. And in the fifth year, the fifth year, you can eat, partake and eat it from it as much as you want. This is the introduction to the mitzvah of Arla, that for the first three years that a fruit tree is planted, one is not allowed to partake from the fruits. Any fruits that grow from that tree are totally prohibited and must be burned. And in the fourth year, you bring the fruits up to Yerushalayim. The reason we read these psukim is because we're going to see in our, the Mishnah is going to open up in the very first Mishnah, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, talking about making a... a, a uh, uh, deriving something from this Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us, from the fact we said food tree, that what's that coming to exclude? Well, it's not just coming to exclude a tree that does not produce fruit, because that's going to be kind of obvious. Rather, what a person does plant a fruit tree, but do, does so not because they want the fruit, but rather they want to have uh, the beams for a fence. They want to have nice apple beams. In order to make an apple fence, they plant an apple tree. In that case, because it was explicitly planted not for the fruit, Patura mina arla, it's exempt from the laws of Arla. Now you can ask me, well, how are you allowed to chop down that tree? Uh, you're not allowed to cut down a fruit tree? Not for now. He pushes this idea even further and says, so much so has the, does the intent have to be for the food that if a person says, I'm planting a tree and half the tree will be for the uh Offense, and the other half, the part that's inside, will be for food. Hapanimi chayiv, the part that's grown for the fruit, is chayiv, is obligated and subject to our law. and the external part is that's part that he said is only for the protection. Is potter is exempt from our and one is allowed to even eat the fruits of the exempt part. Wow! I wish everyone a wonderful day.